This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm says she considers tribal governments huge allies in the Biden administration's efforts to develop cleaner forms of energy and cut carbon dioxide emissions. Chuck Kornbach of Station WUWM reports on her visit to a Forest County Potawatomi property in Milwaukee. The energy secretary viewed a solar farm and an energy-efficient data center, the Forest County Potawatomi, opened a decade ago. She also heard about efforts to renovate older buildings to reduce their carbon footprint. Then Granholm spoke to a group of children and tribal leaders. So appreciate the emphasis on being one with this planet, with our land, our water, and our air. Granholm told news reporters that she's trying to help President Biden get to his goal of 100% clean electricity by 2035 and net zero carbon pollution by 2050. The tribal governments across the nation are huge allies for us in making that happen. They're sovereign governments, but they also can take advantage of some of the incentives that have been passed in this Invest in America agenda. Forest County Potawatomi Vice Chairwoman Heather Van Zyl says that in a private meeting with tribal leaders, Granholm mentioned clean energy tax credits in the recently passed Inflation Reduction Act. Van Zyl says those credits are interesting and that the tribe has already applied for clean energy and conservation grants. It's a long-standing importance to the tribe due to the fact that we as Anishinaabe people are all about preserving and protecting our land, our water, and our natural resources. During Secretary Granholm's visit to Milwaukee, she also announced the release of $77 million to improve the nation's electrical grid in seven states. Tribes in Louisiana, California, and Connecticut will receive about $1.3 million of those funds. I'm Chuck Quirmbach. The governments of Canada and Ontario have reached a proposed settlement with 21 First Nations in Ontario. As Dan Karpinchuk reports, it would be for $10 billion. The Robinson-Huron Treaty Litigation Fund represents the 21 Robinson-Huron First Nations, mostly in northeastern Ontario along the shores of Lake Huron. The First Nations went to court more than 10 years ago, claiming governments failed to increase annuities payments as the resource revenue in the treaty territory increased. Instead, the parties met at the negotiating table to reach a proposed settlement. Tears of joy, and um, my heart is, uh, is lighter today. That's Chief Dean Sayers of the Batchewana First Nation. He says under an 1850 treaty, the collective annuity to the First Nations from resource revenues should have increased as those revenues increased, but they were bumped only once in 1875 from $1.70 a person to $4 a person and didn't change since. Now the Ontario government and the Canadian government will each pay $5 billion. Sayers says now the First Nations will decide what's next and what to do with the money, and for that they will engage their members. There will be community meetings, there will be um, individual interviews, questionnaires in regards to how we might move forward. The new money for resource sharing and annuities will be negotiated after the compensation agreement is finalized. Other chiefs call the proposed deal a major milestone and a chance to renew the treaty relationship. When the settlement is approved, each of the 21 First Nations will get a share based on a distribution agreement. That agreement will not be final until approved by all parties and by the courts. For National Native News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk. And I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Vision Maker Media, envisioning a world changed and healed by understanding Native stories and the public conversations they generate. 45 plus years of Native stories and Indigenous knowledge through film and media can be found at visionmakermedia.org. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.